Welcome everyone to Fitness Lit Breakdown. I'm your host, Dr. Nick Truby. Now, I'm super excited about today's podcast. Um, first of all, it's 94 degrees in the Garage Gym podcast studio today. Um, and if you hear some extra noise, it's because my garage door is open and my neighbor is power washing his car. So keep in mind, <laughs> it may be on or off. Um, but the garage door has to stay open because it'll be just kind of like a heat chamber in here if not. But today, I'm going to talk about some important uh, information and investigation that I found in regards to cellular aging. And I know that sounds kind of biologically fancy, but I'm going to do my best to really break this down and give it to you straightforward to where we can take some, some really great information from this and use this in our own training, especially if we're trying to find that fountain of youth, right? I mean, that's one of the reasons why I train so much, and one of the reasons I promote fitness as a means of preserving our health and aging appropriately and properly is because there's so much information out there that has been done on this topic that shows we have some control through our own choice and behaviors of slowing down the aging process. And this is a great example today of the investigation called Influence of Body Fat on Oxidative Stress and Telomere Length of Masters Athletes. Now that's a mouthful right away to begin with. Um, but first, uh, looking into oxidative stress. Now, we've probably heard, you know, you've, you've, the terms like inflammation or chronic inflammation, those words get thrown around a lot, um, especially when you're talking about things going on in, in, you know, poor health or whatever that might be in certain situations. So I looked up oxidative stress, um, and, I, and just to kind of give you the Webster definition, and I'll read it to you. It's the physiological stress on the body caused by cumulative, cumulative damage done by free radicals inadequately inadequately i'm having a hard time talking today <laughs> neutralized by antioxidants that is held to be associated with aging okay so a lot of stuff going on with that and i want to kind of get the air the air cleared first off and you know inflammation is a natural process that happens and is supposed to happen um it's kind of take away the good or bad kind of uh, perception around it yeah, things like when you have like exercising, for example, we produce inflammation in specific areas of our body due to the workout, right? Cells break down, muscle fibers break down, inflammation is created, and that serves as the signal to say, hey, something went, in, something went on in here, right? Some, some things were broken down, some things were dismantled, they need repaired. And that inflammation is the signal that brings all the good things into play to repair those cells so you can further enhance your fitness and your strength, etc., so inflammation on that level is a good thing. Now, what we've seen in the literature and health is that if we have too much inflammation without any antioxidant effect, that's when we start seeing issues where inflammation is seen as a negative, right? Um, to where inflammation is outrunning the pace at which you're creating antioxidants to es essentially um, get rid of those free radicals that are causing the inflammation, okay? So one of the great ways in which we can really look at, you know, the age of our cells beyond that of our biological age, biological age, I'm just talking how old are you, right? When was your birthday and how many years have you lived on this planet? And one of the greatest ways to look at that is uh, kind of diving into what are called telomeres. And if you look at our, our genome, we have 23 pairs of DNA, right? And when you look at the very end of those chromosomes, uh, 
of those 23 pairs of chromosomes, there is a, a cap, and that cap is the telomere, kind of like the tip of a shoelace, right? And telomeres tend to shorten as we age, and they typically will, anytime a cell needs to copy itself, by the time that cell has kind of ran out its, its course and it needs repaired and copied, that telomere gets slightly shorter each time. And eventually, if it gets too short, it can't appropriately do its job of kind of protecting uh, the chromosome and that strand of DNA and, and other various processes that it does for our DNA. And that's when we start to see things where it starts to pr function improperly and diseases and cancers and things like that can ensue, right? So it's kind of a, a way of looking at the, the aging clock of every cell, so to speak. And we can look at it in terms of how can we maybe slow down this aging process of the telomere where we essentially, how can we maybe not make it so short, right? How can we stop it from replicating the cell so often to where it keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter until it finally doesn't want to function anymore? Well, we've seen through the literature and through looking at uh, different behaviors and things that take place through people, and we're starting to see that healthy lifestyle, right? When we're talking about a controlled diet, regular physical activity, um, uh, and things on the flip side, like you know, chronic stress, smoking, obesity, lack of exercise, poor diet—all those things have been shown to create shorter and shorter telomeres through more and more replication of that cell. And like I mentioned before, how can we combat that? It's through choices we can make, like controlling our diet and being physically active regularly, and trying to manage our stress, whatever that means to you, right? And making more different choices around how we're using our day, okay? And I love this study because they looked at master's athletes. Now, if you don't know what a master's athlete is, it's essentially anyone over the age of 35. I had to look this up because I thought it was 40, but I'm, I'm seeing now it's about 35 or older, where it's a competitive person that is still competing in um, pretty intensive type races. And master's is typically kind of, it's not golf, but <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's kind of like an endurance type circuit where we're looking at sprints anywhere from 100 meters all the way up to the marathon, you can be considered a master's athlete and competence in those type of circuits where it's ultra competitive. These people are still extremely fit, extremely fast at what they do. Um, just obviously not as fast as their 20 year old counterpart when you know that you're watching on the Olympic trials right now competing and how amazing those people are too. So most of these endurance type masters athletes um, have seen in the literature on, on many studies that I'm citing here, in the introduction of this investigation where they have lower levels of oxidative stress and increased oxidative defense compared to age match controls that are sedentary. And we're kind of looking at, when you look at you know inflammation and oxidative stress, we look at free radicals that cause oxidative stress and then our body's production of antioxidants that defend against those free radicals. And there should be some kind of a balance, right? In a healthy person, there is a balance because we're never not going to have free radicals causing inflammation. That's That would not be a good thing because we would never have any signaling to say, hey, something is going on here. We need help, right? That's when you'd probably have more diseases rather than not. So the balance there is the key part. And we're seeing that these master's athletes in the literature have already been previously shown to have a better balance of that. That's a good sign, okay? Um, and we've also seen that in these uh, studies that these master's athletes compared to their non-master's athletes, um, it really comes down to adiposity, and that means body fat. So it's, it's essentially an inverse relationship, meaning if, if you have lower body fat, you have a longer telomere length, which means your cells aren't as old as what your biological age may not be telling you, 
okay? And this kind of goes back to, it's bringing up a lot of vivid memories for me as I was doing my uh, doctoral dissertation study. And I wasn't looking at telomere length um, as a means of aging and health and things like that, but I was looking more specifically into arterial stiffness. And if you've never heard of that term, all of our arteries have kind of a specific amount of stiffness or elasticity depending on where the artery is in your body. So for example, when your heart contracts and all that blood is shot straight out of the left ventricle of the heart right into the aorta, the aorta has a, a cool blend of being elastic but still firm. And it has to have that elasticity because that big bolus of blood, that big chug of blood that gets ejected as soon as your heart contracts and beats, there has to be some kind of like dissipation of that force from the blood shooting out against the arterial wall, if that makes sense, right? Now, what we see with aging is that arterial wall, just due to natural causes, if this is a healthy person, it's going to get stiffer, right? Because the continual impact of that over time, we see breakdowns within the proteins of that wall. And what happens, it's, it's replaced with more stiffer type of, of protein. It's, it's, it's replaced from elastin with collagen, and collagen is much more stiff. It doesn't like to give as much. That's a natural process. But I was trying to find with my study, is it more of a body fat component that is going to cause that shift from being elastic to stiff? Or is it more of a fitness component, right? And can either one of those give us an idea of, can we kind of reverse this age-related uh, tendency of reversing that elastic to stiff measure? Can it be controlled through our fitness or our body fat? Okay. And what I essentially found was that we can maintain elasticity longer through the lifespan if we have less body fat. Yes, it was correlated with it, related to if you were more fit, but the determining factor was if you had less body fat and you had essentially a decade younger than your biological age was telling you, arteries close around the proximity of your heart, right? That's an amazing finding. I loved that finding because it was so cool to say, hey, if you can be active and have this level of fitness and shoot for this type of body, this this realm of body fatness, right? You can essentially have internals, your piping of your inside of your body can be a decade younger than what your biological age tells you. That's an amazing finding, okay? And what we're seeing here in this study is I'm relating it to another measure, this telomere length. It's, a, it's kind of telling us the exact same thing in that we can have options or choices that have a huge impact on how we age and our likelihood for getting diseases and staying healthy and being fit and functioning and all that kind of stuff. So the purpose of this study as we're diving into this one was to analyze that telomere length, oxidative balance, and body fat. Okay, So we're looking at the length of telomeres, oxidative balance, so how much of the um, free radicals are being produced to antioxidants being produced, that's the balance, and the body fat, the measurement of body fat, and these elite athletes compared to age match controls that are not as fit or as active, obviously. And we want to see if there's differences because the, you know if we can really find differences in telomere length due to a person's activity level and body fatness compared to not doing those things, that tells us a lot of great detail about how can we maybe find that fountain of youth, as I said before. So we had a, a pretty small sample size. It wasn't huge. We're not talking thousands of people here. Um, we had 32 uh, people in the study. 21 were the Masters athletes. 11 were age match controls. Sorry, I had to take a drink there. It's hot in here. And we wanted to see, obviously, um, what's the difference? So 
our average age for the Masters athletes was 51 years old. The unage, unmatched, the match controls were untrained, were average age of 45. That was not seen as being statistically significant, meaning um, when, you, when you run the statistics, there's no difference between that just caused by chance in their age um, at a specific level. I don't want to dive into the details because I would bore you to death. Um, but when you look at it just in general, they're on average six years older. For, so even though not statistically different, that is you know, almost a decade older. So keep that in mind. Um, the master's athletes were much more lean in general. Um, I believe I'll, once I find that measurement, I'll give that to you as I'm diving through this, but they are quite a bit less body fat compared to their age match controls. And they've been training for a long time. So this is not just like, Hey, let's get off. Let's do a couch to 5k. And I'm considered a master's athlete. These people are like intense And this sample. They have been to even be considered a master's athlete. Their average training was 26 years of training and on an average of about nine to 10 hours per week of training. Okay, so these people are like mega fit and they'll compete in these pretty rigorous competitions on average about five to six times per year. So these people are not doing couch to 5Ks and like struggling to get across the line. These people are still running amazing times, just not being able to compete with their 20 year old counterparts. Okay, so. And they were arranging the events from anywhere between 100 meters to the marathon. So they were kind of between sprinters all the way to more of elite distance runners, but just a little bit older. So um, so let's dive into some of the details here. Um, they also took measures. I'm not going to dive into and give you the technical terminology for what measurements were taken, but they did take measurements for antioxidants being produced and pro-oxidants, kind of the free radicals creating inflammation. And they looked at both of those individually and then the ratio between the two, right? Because we want to first want to see how much is being produced that's causing inflammation. And we want to see how much is being produced to combat inflammation. And then knowing that ratio gives us a good idea of, is there a balance? Is this person functioning properly? Or is there more um, pro-inflammatory things taking place, meaning more inflammation is being caused than what's actually being able to be combated? Hopefully that makes sense. I'm not an expert in this, um, but having somewhat of an understanding in this is going to be very helpful. All right, let's dive in. So sorry about that. My neighbors stopped by, had to go out and do a quick chat. Hopefully I can pick up where I left off. I can't really recall, but let's, let's try. All right. So let's dive into some of the results here just to kind of pop through them. And then I'll, we'll, we'll discuss what's actually occurring. And then like usual, some takeaway messages that we can use in our own fitness and our own journeys here to see if we can reduce our cellular aging and find that fountain in youth. All right, so the untrained controls, that control group compared to our fit people, demonstrated significant differences for body mass. So they were 23% heavier. They had a 26% higher BMI. They were 113% higher body fat, okay, which is more than twice the body fat. Um, and their blood triglycerides were almost 50% higher. Um, so some interesting stuff there, right? And what we're finding is that it's, it's a pretty good indicator um, of when we look at their uh, length of their telomeres, there was a pretty large effect size, meaning that we're, what we're finding here has a, a great uh, way of saying, hey, we can take this and, and uh, generalize it to a greater population and say, this is, there's something happening here that it's not just by chance, okay? So on average, their telomere length was longer compared to the unmatched controls. Um, and then let's kind of, you know, dive more into the discussion here and <clears throat> see if we can figure out what's going on that we can take away from uh, the message. So 
Besides that of body fat, both total percent body fat and abdominal fat being greater in the age match controls, um, the uh, Masters athletes had a better oxidative balance profile, meaning the amount of um, free radicals being produced had a, a similar counterpart of the antioxidants um, that were being produced as well to have a better balance. And they also had a longer telomere length compared to those unmatched age match controls. Okay, so right away we're seeing some differences. And we can kind of start talking about, yes, obviously there's a huge difference in their physical activity level um, because one is still training almost 10 hours per week at a very vigorous intensity level and still racing, and the others are much more sedentary, not really doing much in terms of physical activity or structured exercise. But that may not be the greatest indicator, although I'm sure it has something to do with overall health and perhaps telomere length and many other positive outcomes in terms of our health because of their activity level and fitness level. But the biggest indicator, what we're seeing similar to my study with the arterial stiffness note was it's the body fat that is really telling the, the true difference between the telomere length and that balance of antioxidants to free radicals, right? And greater body fat has a greater risk for shorter telomere lengths, meaning you might actually be older inside, right, <laughs> compared to your actual biological age. So that is really something to keep in mind as we continue to discuss this. And they kind of put, they had a, a few uh, investigations they were citing here, and I'll read it word for word and kind of make sense of this for you. And so the mechanism by which this occurs, <clears throat> and we're talking shortening of telomere length through greater inflammation, um, may be related to hyperplasia and hyper, uh, hypertrophy of adipocytes. So adipocyte is a fat storage location, and hypertrophy of the fat storage location would be getting larger, right? And that is correlated with uh, adipose tissue hypoxia, inducing mitochondrial dysfunction. These are kind of scientific words that are related to where we're producing energy uh, in the cell, um, and it leads to an elevated production of free radicals. Because when we do produce energy um, in the within the mitochondria through oxidative processes, we produce free radicals, but obviously that's not a bad thing because we have antioxidants to counterbalance those. But when we have greater adipocytes and those get larger, we see greater amounts of inflammation being caused through those adipocytes getting larger. So when your fat storages are greater and they get larger, then we see greater inflammation that is not able to be counterbalanced. Um, but there may be some more studies I could look into, which I probably can find, that if a, if a, a heavier, uh, greater body fat percentage population starts to exercise, what happens to as adipocytes and therefore the overall um, inflammation as well. So um, a few more things before we kind of cap off our 15, 25 minutes together here. Um, when we look at some more longitudinal studies, those are the kind of the, the beauty studies we can find in the scientific literature, meaning we look at a group of people at one point in time and follow them through X number of months or years or whatever that might mean. And we're finding that the telomere length was accelerated, or that the loss of telomere length was accelerated by body mass gain in middle life. So that doesn't surprise me because our physiological middle age is um, typically around 25 years old, where if we're sedentary, we're not doing a whole lot of activity, every year after 25 years, we can easily lose one pound of muscle mass and gain one pound of fat mass, okay? 
so, or sorry, excuse me, we can, we can lose a half a pound of muscle mass and gain a pound of fat mass. So we're up a net pound, but we're really up um, you know, much more than that because we're losing muscle at the same time we're gaining fat if we're being sedentary and not focused on uh, maintaining our body weight or improving our strength and muscle size and things like that through exercise and strength training. So very similar to what they're saying here is that if we're not really taking into account our body mass and not just like, hey, let's just try and maintain through just, you know, diet and whatever. It's really trying to maintain through physical activity, exercise, resistance training, whatever that might be. That might be the best way to counterbalance what's occurring in these non-active populations because what we're essentially seeing is we're accelerating our cellular age faster than our biological age. So our cells are aging faster than the years we're living on this earth, right? Meaning you've, you've probably seen those people before where a you know a 70 year old person looks 50 because they're like mega fit and they've been active their entire life right on the flip side you've probably seen a 60 year old person that looks 80 and they, their behaviors are probably much different or their environment or whatever that might be tend to look much different compared to the per, the person i just explained this could be one of the reasons why okay so um something else here too that i think i'm going to read word for word here and this is kind of that fountain of youth i was su suggesting the relationship between body fat and telomere length for this study was even higher than between telomere length and chronological age, suggesting that for the study sample, aging seems to be more influenced by adiposity than by chronological age. Okay, So what that means is your age is influenced more by how much body fat you're storing than how many years you've been on this earth. Okay. So that could be an awakening signal, that could be um, you know, a motivator, that could be whatever that might be for, for you. But it, I think just having that knowledge and understanding that, that at the cellular level, we can have a huge impact on how rapidly our bodies are aging through you know, majority choices that we tend to make on how and what our bodies look like, right? And if we're able to improve or maintain our muscle mass, which is always at a premium that sets the tone for our metabolic rate and us being healthy and maintaining healthy life, healthy body weight and being energetic and being able to be functioning in the, in the real world and doing activities we love to do. Um, the body having that muscle mass is, as, a, as a premium, right? So maintaining that is super important. And that also helps burn fat on the back end because we have to maintain a higher energy output to maintain that more muscle mass. So we tend to burn more fat, right? So it's quite the conundrum, I know. <laughs> but I'll read that one more time. The information we're getting from this study says that our aging seems to be more influenced by adiposity, aka body fat, than by chronological age, how, how many years you've been on this earth. Okay. So pretty cool stuff here that we're getting from this study, basically saying that, and this is kind of on the extreme, because Masters athletes, you know, are very fit people they train at a very high level still they haven't stopped training at a high level likely from when they were really competitive at a younger age and now they're 50 they've just competed through that entire lifespan and um that type of exercise leads to a lower body fat person typically right not always but typically and that is the key part saying that we're essentially maintaining longer telomere lengths we're not having to re repair or replace cells that are getting damaged through you know things that we talked about before, like you know chronic stress, or poor diet, or lack of sleep, or not exercising, or all those things we've talked about, or smoking, right? All those types of things that have shown to 
increase the rate at which we're losing telomere length. So you have the power, which is amazing. This is why I love all things exercise, because we have the choice to say, hey, let's do it. Let's get up. Let's start exercising. Yes, we start feeling better, but in the inside, we're seeing actual changes to our genetics that have a positive impact on how long we can live and still be functioning as we get older. That's the key part, right? It's not about just living longer. It's about being able to do things you want to do while still living longer. That's key. So I would say, you know, if you have not exercised or haven't been exercising, um, don't just go out there and, and start busting it and see what you can do. <laughs> um, um, likely, we don't have the base established to ha- with you know handle much of a training uh, stressor. So, my best recommendation would to find someone to work with that you trust, and have that person guide you to going from zero to sixty, right? And just making sure you're being conservative and building that strong base, and then you can go as far as you want from there, right? So, um, if you are exercising, keep doing it. I think it's going to help you on the long, on the on uh, the back end, right? We can still do it as we get older. We can still be healthier. We can still do things we want to do, um, and you can still exercise, right? That's the beauty. So thank you guys again for joining. Um, if you have any recommendations for articles you'd like me to find on interests that you have geared around exercise, um, drop those in a comments or rating section, whatever you're getting your podcast from. Um, if you think this podcast is worthy of a five-star rating, go ahead and drop that as well. Um, the goal for this podcast is to give you those free tools um, through uh, the literature that we're finding that are geared towards exercise and fitness to have an impact on our healthy lifestyles, right? So and making that reach as far as we can to get more people involved in listening and, and taking part in this podcast as well. So share it with your friends, leave a rating, leave some comments. This will be super helpful in expanding our outreach. So thanks again for joining and come back next week for episode 17.